G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. You know, every time I read that passage, it's almost as though I can hear the fatigue, mm. the tiredness in Pilate's final response. Yeah. You know, is he ever, what is truth? Mm-hmm. And he turns around and he walks out and yeah. says, this guy's innocent. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Some things in human history have been absolute, and some things are flexible. One of the things that we've always believed, at least in history past, is that if something is true, it's not equally false at the same time. Today, in our tolerant, inclusive culture, truth has become so flexible, it's just about dissolved. But the Bible talks about truth, and we're going to take a look at that because truth is in the crosshairs of culture today. Interestingly enough, I had a conversation with someone a while ago And he was talking about something his daughter was experiencing. And in the course of the conversation, he said something to the effect of, well, that's her truth and she doesn't have to uh, let anyone convince her otherwise. That's Mm. her truth, right? It sounds very modern. It sounds very with it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you've got to look at the context of those kind of conversations to know exactly what they're talking about. Otherwise, you know... It sounds like a blanket statement of truth. Mm. Oh, <laughs> That's right, but what is truth? <laughs> what is truth? Well, there is a huge uh, cultural shift happening at the moment, and absolutes are disintegrating, aren't they, all over the place? And holding tightly to an absolute can actually be considered now a criminal offence in some places. I know, and and you know what's shocking is that 10, 15 years ago, we would have said, nah, that mm. could never, we could never get to a place in that in yeah. our society thinking, and, that, and look at what's happening. Yeah. But when somebody says, well, that's my truth – and you can have your truth and we can just get along. Well, first of all, uh, it's not really that cut and dried. Uh, what's the context? Because context is king. Mm. You've got to know the context of something always. So if I said to you, okay, Robbo, the best music in all the world is classic 1940s jazz. Well, to me, that's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. But and I might say, well, the best music is 80s rock, Aussie rock. I may or may not disagree with you, (laughs) but for you and I, that's absolutely true Mm. because you're talking about something that's purely personal preference. Mm -hmm. And if I think that a particular brand of motor car is the best brand of motor car, well, to me, it it really is. Mm. It's true to me, but you might like Jeeps. And that might be true for you. Yeah. Or even just the colour of the car. You might say, well, like red's the best car. Because well, it goes cars, faster. They do go faster. <laughs> so it's definitely the best colour. That's, uh, that's my truth. But you might love you know, a blue or a green car and that's you know, your favourite. Exactly. So you're talking about personal preference and to the person whose preference it is, it's absolutely true. But then there are things that are not subjective. Like, for example, and this is profound, just so you know, okay, water is wet. Oh, wow. I know, I know. (laughs) Shocking, really. Water is always wet. Water is never not wet. And if I say that I believe water is dry, I am actually not telling the truth. Even if I really, really, really want water to not be wet, Mm. if I say it's not wet, I'm lying. Fire is hot and it's going to burn you if you touch it. It's always going to burn you if you touch it. If you hold your hand into an open flame, 
it's going to be hot and it's going to burn you. This is scientifically measurable. Yeah. You can watch it. You can examine it. You can look at the before. You can look at the after. You can measure the temperature. Mm. And you can come to the same conclusion. It's scientifically measurable. That is a fact. It's a scientific truth, yep. even if you don't want it to be. That's right, even if you don't think so. And this issue comes up a lot, of course, these days, as you've been saying, you know, things have changed and in uh, regards to gender. Uh, yep. There's a lot of talk about boys thinking that they're girls and vice versa. But we can measure this. We can test this with proven scientific methods, even going to the DNA, the, the actual DNA strand, the chromosomal structures actually have male and female properties imprinted into them. Um, and this can all be measured scientifically. It's provable to determine if a, a person is a male or a female. So once again, someone might believe otherwise, but that doesn't necessarily make that truth. Even the archaeological record has never, ever, ever in history revealed the skeletal remains of a non-binary person. Yeah, that's right. And this is not about being disrespectful. We're just talking about what, what's true. What can you hang on to? Because if you take away these basic arbitrarily measurable, definable, provable truths, well, then you've floundered. You've got absolutely nothing mm, to anchor you. That's right. Another scientific truth is the fact that the earth revolves around the sun. And for millennia, men believed that the sun revolved around the earth. There were a handful of men dating to many centuries before Christ, and they posited that perhaps the planets were revolving around the sun, and they were shut down as lunatics. Mm. You've heard of Copernicus, right? Well, in the first half of the 16th century, he actually wrote that the earth revolved around the sun. But did you know that he did not publish that until his deathbed because he didn't want to be branded a heretic, wow. an excommunicator from the church? And then Galileo in the 17th century, he expanded on Copernicus's theory, showing that the Earth wasn't the centre of the universe. And Edmund Halley in the 18th century used Sir Isaac Newton's equations to actually predict the return of Halley's Comet in 1758. And by doing so, he proved the theory correct. Interesting. And yet, all who'd gone before him swore that the truth was mm -hmm. the Earth was the centre of the universe and the sun revolved around and all the planets and everything else. Yeah, that's right. And yet the scientific community was wrong. The truth is the entire universe revolves around the sun. And those who argued against it were telling lies without realising it. Did you know what Copernicus said on his deathbed about what he discovered about the sun? This, to me, points to a magnificent creator. He said, in the centre of all rests the sun. For who would place this lamp of a very beautiful temple in another or better place than this from which it can illuminate everything at the same time? Mm. It's, it's almost like we're saying the sun is in the most perfect place because yeah. it provides light and warmth to everything. That's right. Yeah, so true. Only a creator could do that. Well, you, you can see God's design in that, isn't it? Oh, Rather than, yeah. uh, And I guess it also takes away from man's self-centeredness. You know, like, well, obviously everything revolves around me or around what? the earth. But what, it's actually, it no, it's, it's <laughs> the sun. We're, we're going around the sun, not the other way exactly. around. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I guess the question then is, how are we supposed to determine what's true today? I mean, we thought we knew what was true in regards to the universe, the sun, the planets, but now we're being told that, you know, what we've always thought was true isn't true. So whether it be a current debate around gender or whatever, how do we actually decide what uh, is true? Yeah, because everything that we've been taught since we were, you know, knee high to a grasshopper is now up for debate. Mm. Everything is flexible. Everything yep. is negotiable. 
And it all depends on my preference. But my preference isn't necessarily always right. Mm. And in fact, my preferences jolly well change. Which I guess leads you to ask the question, how can you put your faith and trust in that? This is a question that has been asked many times. And a very strategically placed person in the Bible actually did ask this very question. Mm. And it was Pontius Pilate. It's a wonderful passage. Uh, John 18 covers the story. This is obviously Jesus on trial. John 18, verse 31, it says, So Pilate said to them, Take him, that's Jesus, yourselves, and judge him according to your law. The Jews said to him, We're not permitted to put anyone to death, to fulfill the word of Jesus which he spoke, signifying by what kind of death he was about to die. Therefore Pilate entered again into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own initiative, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom isn't of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom isn't of this realm. Therefore Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I've been born. And for this I've come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no guilt in him. You know, every time I read that passage, it's almost as though I can hear the fatigue, Mm. the tiredness in Pilate's final response. Yeah. You know, is, yeah, well, what is truth? Mm -hmm. And he turns around and he walks out and says, this guy's innocent. Mm -hmm. What's your problem? Yeah. I think that Pilate lived at a time in history where there was so much tension, so much violence, so much war. I think he was just jolly well tired. And Judea was a very, very tense place to be. Yeah, for sure. And then here he is in front of the king of the Jews talking about truth. Yeah, well, what is it anyway? Mm. You can hear the tiredness. Well, we're going to continue looking at what is truth next. And we'll pick up with this point where Jesus and Pilate finished in this passage. Jesus actually gave him the answer before he even asked the question. We'll look at that next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.